Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast. This Sunday, July 17, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this opportunity to be before you, to hear from you, and to share your message with all of us. We bless your name, O Lord. We pray, O oh dear God, that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and open our eyes and our ears and our hearts so we embrace your word in Jesus' name. Remove the devourer for everyone hearing so they don't steal the truth you are depositing in our hearts. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. Actions have consequences. That is the series we have. Actions have consequences. We have been on this journey for the past four weeks. There was a fifth week or in between when we spoke on compassion. I encourage you, if you are joining us for the first time in this series, to go back to where we started, the Word of Angels. These series are just like a building. They are building blocks. If you don't start from the foundation, it is difficult for you to apprehend when we come to the rooftop, when the building is finished. Today, we are on week five on the series, Israel and the law. That's today's topic, Israel and the law. The outline. Abraham leaves the world to follow God. God makes a covenant with Abraham. Three. Abraham passes God's test and God makes a promise to bless the whole world because of that. Four, God makes a covenant with Israel. Five, Israel fails God's test. And six, the song today, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Praise the Lord. Abraham leaves the world to follow God. Scripture, please. I read from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, Whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Praise the Lord. God told Abraham, then he was called Abraham, leave everything, your family, friends, your country, your nation, your tribe, your tongue, and go into a place, I will show you. 
The question for you and I today is this. Is there something God has asked you to do specifically to you? And you have been hesitating. But on a general note, many believers claim to have left the world for Christ. But have they truly left the world? Have they truly left the world if they are still immersed in the politics of their countries and are tied to their cultures and tribes? Have they truly left the world if they refuse to cut the umbilical cord with their families and unbelieving friends? Can they sincerely say they have left the world for Christ? Can I say I have? Can you say you have? If we have not really left the world when we became believers in Christ, when we said Christ is our Lord and Savior and we're citizens of heaven. The example of Abraham must be emulated by all who claim to have believed in the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ the Lord. Christ must come before anything else. In fact, before everything else. Even your own life and my own life. Christ commands supersede every temporal command of your countries and nations and every law on earth. For his obedience, God blessed Abraham. Not with material possessions, which most of your worldly prosperity teachers always point to. They always point to prosperity, worldly prosperity. That's how God blessed Abraham because you have no false. God blessed Abraham primarily with his own presence and friendship. Can you imagine that? Abraham became a friend of God. Abraham could see God and have chat with him. That's the most important thing of that relationship. Not the so-called worldly possessions which God allowed him to have. Let's go to the next topic. God confirms his covenant with Abraham. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Praise the Lord. Those who walk with God are blameless. Because it's only God that imputes righteousness. Only God says, I will forgive their sins and they will remember them no more for those who are his children. Abraham left when he was 75 years old. Remember the scripture we read before. Now he's 99 years old. And yet, despite all that God is ever present in his life, he still didn't have a son from his wife, Sarah. Many would have told you, oh, he's not serving God. He's not giving faithfully. He's not paying his tithes and offerings. That's why God has not blessed him. From the pits of hell, they tell you and you believe. It's sad. Read the next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 17, verses 4 to 5. As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Praise the Lord. God is rewarding him for his obedience, for living, 
the world and coming to him. 14 years after. Is it 14 years? Five? No. It was 99 years. So. Yeah. 15. Five. Close to 25 years. About 24 years actually. My maths is now getting rusty. So. Despite the fact that he was a friend of God. And God had blessed him with his presence. It's now after that number of years, God says, your name will be Abraham. From Abraham. Because you are going to be father of what? Many nations, even though he didn't have any son. Read the next one, please. Genesis chapter 17, verse 8. The whole land of Canaan, where you are now an alien, I will give you as an everlasting possession to you. Praise the Lord. He doesn't have a son, an heir. And God is saying, I give you everything, everything you're looking around in Canaan. It's all yours. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 17, verses 10 to 11. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision. And it will be the sign of a covenant between me and you. Praise the Lord. The seal of that covenant is what? Circumcision. Every male must be what? Circumcised. That's the Abrahamic covenant with God. I wonder why they don't preach in your churches today that you must be circumcised and keep the law. So God sealed that, circums that promise of everlasting covenant that the nation that will come from his loins will possess Canaan and everything else with circumcision. To the next item, please. Abraham passes God's test. And as a result, God makes the promise to bless no longer a nation from him, but the whole world. See, the first one was what? A nation that will come up, which will be Israel. And of course, the next is the whole world. Because of one man's obedience, your obedience can turn the tide in any country. Praise the Lord. Let's do chapter, please. Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the re region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Praise the Lord. If you continue reading, you will see that Abraham obeyed God, no questions asked, no second guessing. He was at the point of sacrificing him when the angel of the Lord said this. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. 
and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Praise the Lord for this great readiness to obey God, even sacrificing the son of promise, Isaac. God is so well pleased that he says, from him the seed that will bless the whole world, which is who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Because of one man's obedience, you and I today stand in the grace that God had promised in Eden. Consequences of Abraham's obedience. Number one, a nation will emerge through him and that nation will be blessed and ruled by God. That's the first one. Second, he will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous, that's verse 17, as the stars in the skies. And your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. That's God's promise to the nation that will emerge from Abraham's loins, Israel. And then, as we saw, from Abraham will come the seed that is Christ that will redeem the whole world. One man's obedience. So your obedience and mine go a great way in furthering the agenda of the kingdom of God. He didn't need a congregation to draw God's arm. He obeyed. Through your spring, all the nations on earth will be blessed because you, Abraham, have obeyed me. That's verse 18. Let us see what happens to his descendants. God makes covenant with Israel. As a mistake, there's God makes, not God's makes. Scripture, please. Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 to 25. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Praise the Lord. Isaac was a son of Abraham. And from Isaac, Jacob, whom God later called Israel. And from him, the nation that will come took the name Israel. So now we are in the account of this nation's travel in Egypt. That's Israelites in Egypt. They are gone, if you read their Genesis account, which I encourage you to read. They are gone to Egypt. Jacob had taken his other children to meet Joseph. And from there, they had increased and multiplied. And when the king and the people saw that they were multiplying too much, they enslaved them. So here now is where they are groaning. And the Bible is saying 400 years after, in that range, God had their groanings and their sufferings. Because of who? Abraham, their forefather their ancestor. So we're going to take up the account from this nation's travel in Egypt. What were they? They were slaves in Egypt. Slaves. They had no rights. Just like so many believers in many parts of the world don't have freedom today. Many think they have, but they don't. They dare not speak certain things for fear of being persecuted. 
And in many countries, they dare not even raise the name of Jesus and they be killed. And these are nations that countries of the world do business with. In many countries, you dare not open a congregation and call it, this is a church of Christ. You'll be, you'll be stoned to death. And those are all part of the committee of nations. Why? Because that's the world. But what about those who claim they are Christians? We go into accord with them in many countries. Enter into politics with them. We vote for them and encourage them. And then when they start slaughtering us, we start complaining. God will not be mocked by you or me. His word is here and amen. So if you say you're a believer in any country, you can make a difference. Not by shouting and joining with organized wickedness, but by being faithful to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Father, my God. In the same manner, God had a cries of his people. You and I must cry out today for the end of oppression of believers in all parts of the world. That those who are holding the children of God bondage in one form or the other will be removed. As God determines, not as you and I wish. Scripture, please. Exodus chapter 34, verses 27 to 29. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights, without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you follow the Exodus account, Moses has already left Egypt. After God decimated Egypt with plagues and killed all the army. And God was now their leader. Both in the day and the night, the, the pillar of fire and the clouds guiding them. So God has now purchased his nation by a great salvation across the Red Sea. And in the commandments he has given to Moses, whom he has raised in Egypt, a prince of Egypt, or a former prince of Egypt, there were blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. Because in God, when he calls you, you have to follow God. You can't waver. You don't have a choice because you said, I commit my life to you, Lord. And in his guiding you and protecting and leading you and making you his child, you have to obey him. No arguments. Scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass... If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Praise the Lord. Please, if you are listening, I encourage you to go back to the Bible and read the whole of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Because we are going to pick just passages from there to complete this message. God has set the table. Blessings. And he's there for them. 
But curses if they decide to do what? Disobey God. Scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 26. Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law by observing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Cursed is the one who does not confirm to all, not some, of the words of this law by observing them. I want you to know this passage because we're going to bring it when we come to the church next week by God's grace. And you understand why those who want to bring the law back into the church of Christ are wicked. Because they're bringing curses on you when you accept that teaching or those teachings. Scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 27, chapter 28, verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, and all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Praise the Lord. Like I said before, I encourage you to read the whole of Deuteronomy chapter 28. You will see that the first 13 verses are blessings for Israel. For obedience. Blessings that put them above every nation on earth. And which will bring God's presence in their lives and communities for the rest of the age. But from verse 15 to verse 66, we are causes. Those causes are terrible. They are terrible. Because they came to pass. Because he's very fair, God's test. Next scripture. Not scripture, please, sorry. Next item. He's very fair, God's test. The history of God and Israel is one of God's goodness. Mercy, salvation. Warnings through God's prophets. And each time, Israel will rebel against God. Israel, God raised Israel to showcase God's love to the nations. So the nations of the earth will now worship God. Instead, they caused the nations of the world to sin and ask, and where is the God of Israel? This is why I be asking about the church of Christ. Where is the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you talk about? Because they can't see evidence of Christ in our lives. At a point, because from the after going to the promised land, God raised judges to rule them, and from there, they said they want a king. They want a king to lead them to battle, just like other nations. They were supposed to be the example to the nations. Now they want to be like other nations. They just compare and contrast the church. You are supposed to be separate from the world, and now we're saying you want to be like the world. But Israel was not supposed to be like other nations. Please apply it to the church today. The church was not supposed to be like other nations. We're not supposed to be like others. But we have embraced others. God was not sufficient for Israel. Just as Christ is not sufficient for the church today for men who claim they are his. his. At different points in his history, he embraced the gods of other nations. Just the same way today, many believers have embraced mammon. They worship an altar of mammon. The altar of mammon is there today in the churches. Israel took so many gods. 
But the gospel of many who claim they are Christians is mammon. Next scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 37. You will become a thing of horror and an object of scorn and ridicule to all the nations where the Lord will drive you. Praise the Lord. All you have to do is look at the history of the Jews or the Israelites. From the time that Jerusalem was sacked in 70 AD to now, at least up to 1948, it has been a history of misery, a scorn, a derision in all the lands they have been to. Just go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 15. Go to and see all the things God pronounced came to pass. Their history is one that you don't want to think about. It's been a history of misery, destruction, killings, genocide, murders, hatred. All because they failed to adhere to the warnings that Christ, that the sorry God gave them through Moses. If such was afflicted or inflicted on them, imagine what will be the end for many who reject the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We'll talk about that more next Sunday. One thing I want you to know today, and I encourage those of you who watch us, always start from the beginning of the message and go to the end because therein lies the whole truth. We don't just give you one passage. One verse, as many want, instant coffee, you know, instant noodles. You know, everything today is one minute, it cooks one minute. We all want it in one, no, it doesn't work like that. Centuries ago, many people spent their life just transcribing one part of the gospel. Yes, many spent time in monasteries, in hidden places, in order to bring the word that we have today. We want it all in one second so we can go and do other stuff. No, it is not. Your work and my work with God is an ever-continuous affair. One thing I want you and I to take away from today's message is this. God is God. God will not change because of you and I. He will not change because he's God. His word is everlasting. That means his word is sacrosanct. You and I will do well to remember that always. God will never change. Because he's God. If you want to change, then he's not God. Same yesterday, today, forever. God's word must be used to test everything that you are doing in the world today. The present practice, where you and I use fallen human wisdom, and worldly thoughts interpret the scriptures must stop. We don't think, and then we say, no. We read the word of God and allow the word of God to speak through us. We don't pick and choose in the scripture because the scripture is spirit inspired. It is not a human document or one that is produced by human thoughts. I encourage you especially today to read your Bible and to continue especially to follow this series to the end. Because the whole thing will come at the end of this, of this. But we needed to go back to bring what has happened from the word of the angels. First humans, second humans, and then Noah, and then a man God 
love so much because he obeyed God so implicitly, Abraham. And through him, nation Israel born, disobeyed God. And through him, the whole world has embraced Christ or supposed to embrace Christ. And many have rejected it. If Israel was cast out for a, a period, imagine what will happen to you and I if we fail to continue to believe in whom we have believed. If we continue to take the world over Christ, I encourage you today, you can make a difference in your community. You can make a difference, you alone, in your country. You alone can make a difference in the world. You alone. All you have to do is obey God. All I have to do is obey God. And I'll be a difference maker. Praise the Lord. So we're going to sing the song we started with before. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. We need his guidance at all times in our work. We are pilgrims through this barren land, which is the world. I am weak, you are weak. But thou art mighty, O God. Hold me in thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Feed us till we want no more. Feed us, O God, till we want no more. Open now the crystal fountain. Where is the healing waters don't flow? Let the fire cloudy pillar lead me all my journey through, all our journeys through. Strong deliverer. You are strong deliverer, oh God. You are a strong deliverer, my Father, my God. Be thou our strength and shield. Be thou our strength and our shield, O God. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fear subside, O God. Bear me through the swelling current and all who are listening today. Land us safe from Canaan's side, which is to heaven. Songs of praise, songs of praise. I will never sing to thee, Father God. I will never sing to thee, and I encourage all today to sing to our Father in heaven, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross and make us God's children and bless us with blessings that are, we can never describe it with words. Shall we pray? Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We bless your name because you are God. There is no one like you. You are the Father. You are our God. Thank you for your words to us, Lord. Bless us, Lord, as we eternalize these things, O Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk in the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Lead us away from every temptation and deliver us from every evil plan of the enemy and agents. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, bless all who have heard today and who will hear this message. Bless them that they will not lose sight of eternal life. But they will continue to press on for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Bless their homes, bless their families that the unbelieving children will believe. The unbelieving family and friends will believe. But that they will not 
stretched their hand to touch iniquity because of family and friends. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, are yours. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. I encourage you to tune in next Sunday because now we're talking about the church. About the church and the grace of God, which many have started to, dis to distort. We will speak extensively on that next Sunday by His grace. Pray for us as we're going to pray for you. And may the Lord continue to bless all of you and keep you in Jesus' name.